The Start On Demand. On demand. We went out of our way today to have some fun on a Friday because the pandemic continues to weigh us down and we needed some levity. We needed some jokes. So we got just that. We asked you to tell us your favorite joke and the results were amazing. We did, of course, cover some COVID-related stories, including one that asks the question, what happens if you get infected with COVID-19 and you have a roommate? That's exactly what two Winnipeg women are dealing with right now. And as the weather continues to cool off and the pandemic shows no sign of slowing down, an important message on taking stock of where you're at with your mental wellness. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb. And this is the Friday, October 16th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on The Start. <laughs> or should I say smart start? Mm, thank you, you USA Today. Yes, <laughs> USA Today. Okay, Loren, tell us what happened here. Well, as we know, we interviewed the Prime Minister uh, on Wednesday, and that led to all sorts of different articles that were written from various publications on some of the things he said on air. That often happens with a leader. He doesn't often give 10-minute interviews, and so he did. And different quotes were pulled from different people. So I know National Post took some stuff, uh, other publications, global, some in this country. But the USA Today posted a story with his comments on the border, because, of course, that's irrelevant relevant to Americans, what he had to say about the border. And I'm just trying to pull up the quote now because it was delightful. Basically, (laughs) the headline was Justin Trudeau says Canada-U.S. border will stay closed until America gets COVID under control. That's no problem. And then it says, it gave the quote from Trudeau and it said, this is what Trudeau told the hosts of Smart Start, which airs on Canada's global television network. And so now I think the three of us agree, not a bad name. It is a smart place to start. A smart Sometimes start. Sometimes we are smart. Mm-hmm. We do start the day. It rhymes. Maybe that could be the name, like when we do uh, trivia giveaway, maybe that would be the name of this segment. Because I've been trying to come up with a name for that. And I thought, would it be too cheesy to impl- include the word start in that? Uh, but smart start, <laughs> given its you know its etymology, that could be yes. a, a little inside joke for us along the way. We would need a theme song for that. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. You need an, you need a full game show song. like, Something And someone that- shouting out, we should get that author we had on yesterday. Yesterday to bark that one out. Oh, that's my hard start. Jack London, or, or yeah. what about? I'm I'm throwing myself on the sword oh, here. Okay. okay, I'm playing this because I made this uh, for one of our colleagues in television this morning. Because they suggested it should be the Ducktales theme Smart song. Start. <laughs> Smart start. Smart start. Smart start. I'm Smart tapping. Start. My, I'm on my feet. I like it. Great Hold on, it gets better. It gets start better today. Smart start. This is terrible. Smart start. <laughs> Smart start. <laughs> 30 <laughs> floors above Winnipeg. Smart start. Smart start. <laughs> we got you covered yeah. every day. Smart start. Smart start. 
I think we got something. <laughs> there are way too many talented musical people in Winnipeg. Uh, we could get some help with that. Yeah, but it's just a you know, it's it's a building block. <laughs> it's a beginning, <laughs> a keystone, if you like. Uh, Gabrielle Marchand, of course, is going to join us today, by the way, at 9.05 for our weekly Gab with Gabby. And I think uh, one of the topics that she wants to discuss is cartoons, uh, in particular cartoons in the 80s or earlier versus cartoons now. And uh, she says Greg already got a performance of the DuckTales theme song. So that's, I think, what <laughs> triggered that. Uh, so that'll be fun at 9.05. Also today, we want to spend a lot of time talking about like look uh we know that we don't want to it's friday we want to have some fun but we are faced with some some difficult information with what's happening with covid uh and what was the 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 main figure that came out yesterday manitoba is now leading in was it active uh, active per capita cases yeah so it used to be quebec was leading the charge in this country for quite some time and we don't have more cases than quebec per capita we don't have more deaths per capita but we have more active cases per capita so it's not a title anyone wants to be leading the country in that one guys and that's some sobering numbers and we know more restrictions are likely coming today and i think all of us are just like when you thought you hit a wall three months ago, is the, has the wall just got harder and higher? For me, well, yeah, like it, we're we're now entering uh, the the off season for me, as I call it, because golf season is finished. Although I think my golf course Kingswood is still open today. I actually booked a tee time for today, and I'm hoping that I can go out. But once golf season is, is, is season is done. I need to figure out what I'm going to do for the next six months. And I was actually getting ready to maybe dip my toe back into the dating pool. But if further restrictions are in and everyone's scared uh, because of COVID, it's going to be really hard to meet someone. So the prospect of going through winter alone again with nothing, like no golf to keep me occupied, that uh, that sucks. Now, uh, Dr. Rusin has, from the beginning, talked about the fundamentals and sticking to the fundamentals. I heard him say something yesterday that I don't know if I've see, heard him say more than two or three times, but it's really stuck with me. No one's risk is their own. And I think that message is very important. You can make the decision to do whatever it is that you'd like to do. Okay. We're, we're not here to tell you what you can't do. Uh, the, I don't think that the health officials are here to do anything but give advice. But I think this is an important message. Loren. I don't know about you, but that really stuck out for me. No one's risk is their own as we see these numbers mount. Well, that's what I think. Uh, You're right. I don't know if I heard it said quite so succinctly. It's been wash your hands, keep your distance. We're all in this together. Let's do this together. And, And that to me is the same thing as saying no one's risk is your own. But that hit home a bit more because the idea here is, okay, fine. I want to go out and I don't want to put my mask on and I don't care about distancing and all the rest. Do I care about nobody else in my circle? Do I not care about seniors? Do I not care about it spreading into homes or to personal care homes? That's what that's about to me, right? Like it's one thing to say, I'm not worried, but I am worried for others. And therefore you act accordingly. And, you know, we were chatting last night over our text line, Brett, with the three of us just saying like, you know, how did we get here? What happened? And I think they tried to tell us what we should be doing. And many of us said, well, the should is not a have to. So here we are. 
So at 9.35, we're going to have a conversation with Scott Billick from the Winnipeg Sun because he posted yesterday on social media about how he's had some difficulties with his mental wellness, and I don't think he's alone, so that is going to be an important conversation. After 7 o'clock, we're going to speak with Connie Newman from the Executive Director. Uh, She's the Executive Director of Manitoba Association of Senior Centers as uh, personal care homes now go to level red. And we do also, because of all of this... We figured what better way to lighten things up than to tell some jokes. So at 645, Loren's got a couple of doozies that her kids shared with her yesterday. I can give you one now, can I? Oh, yeah? As the tease, the the hook? Let's uh, let's have it. uh, This is the one I already told you, but have you guys seen the movie Constipated? (laughs) No. It's because it hasn't come out yet. (laughs) My kid told me that last night, and I was like, that is... Excellent. <laughs> Kids jokes are better than dad jokes, I and, think. And they're one-liners, too. Like, Then I go into the garage, and he's getting ready for hockey. He's like, you want another one? And I was like, do I? And I, this next one, I died laughing at. I, I told it to five other people. Like, really? On the phone, like, oh, I thought it was so funny. It's like a set. It's a nine-year-old's joke, and it's hitting this 43-year-old right where it counts. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on a Friday morning, and we are making an effort to lighten things up because sometimes, especially with uh, all the COVID numbers, sometimes, there's no other way to say it, feels like the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. So we want to try to lighten things up, have some fun, and uh, this conversation we're about to have was inspired by what happened with your kids yesterday, Loren, and you. I think they gave you a couple of joke zingers and uh, you shared one with us earlier if you want to reshare it well the first one i didn't even see coming we were i was just getting stuff ready for supper and the kids were on their way out and my oldest said have you seen the movie constipated and i said no he goes that's because it's not out yet (laughs) like it was so told so casually that i was like oh wow that's a joke that's great and then he had another one and it turns out i guess at school they take turns in the morning announcements like the kids will do you know Good morning, class, and and, uh, over the loudspeaker, and somebody will tell a joke. So that's what we thought. We'd ask people today for their favorite jokes or one-liners or pranks. Can I tell another then? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Can you get it out? (laughs) What is Super Mario's favorite pair of pants to wear? Oh. (laughs) Denim, denim, denim. (laughs) Denim, (laughs) denim, denim. <laughs> oh, nicely played, McNabb. Oh, that is so good. Hey, we owe our listeners the answer to Scott's riddle. Dave texted us. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, so we'll get to that in a moment. But Dave texted us just on the, the constipated one. Oh, right. There's, there's a, sort of an alternative here. Dave says, well, have you seen the movie Diarrhea? It runs until next week. <laughs> but Scott the texted call us. response. Scott texted us that kid's joke. How do you drop an egg on concrete without breaking it? And the answer, any way you like. Concrete is very hard to break. <laughs> so we've got Kelly Moore here. Jeff Braun is here. Jeff Forte. Let's go around the horn. If you guys have some good jokes. And conversely, if you're like me and you're awful at telling jokes, maybe instead uh, of trying to tell a joke to break the ice, maybe you like to play pranks. So, uh, Kelly, why don't we start with you? Sure. You've heard about the duck who walks into a bar, asks got any bread? The barman says, nope. Duck asks again, got any bread? 
Barman getting a little more irritated. No. This goes on a few times. Barman says, listen, we have no bread. And if you ask me again, I am going to nail that beak of yours to the bar. Duck asks, got any nails? The barman says, no. Got any bread? (laughs) (laughs) I think think earlier this week, Kelly, I was channeling that joke because my grandfather used to tell it uh, with, have you got any grapes? The exact same joke. (laughs) And I think I said on the air, Loren said something funny and I I just blurted out, have you got any grapes? Because I was channeling (laughs) that joke. It's one of my favorites from when I was a kid. Well done and well played, well told. And I was wondering what you meant when you asked, have you got any grapes? <laughs> so look at that. That, that. We circled back, and I now have that riddle solved. Jeff Braun, what about you? Uh, I don't have a joke. I got a, a, I'd like a t- t- uh, t- my friends had a prank pulled on them. That's one of my favorite pranks I've ever heard of, and probably some of our listeners have uh, done this too. But uh, friends of mine got married 15 years ago, and when they were gone on their honeymoon, their bro- my buddy's brother you know, let himself into their house, and in the floorboards or the ceiling tiles, he hid a doorbell that he had bought. And they came back from their honeymoon, and every now and then, the doorbell would just ring, but there'd be nobody there. But it would just be my buddy's brother driving down the street. He kept the button, and he just pressed the button when he drove by their house. And it took them months to figure out what was going on, and a couple more months to find the doorbell after they even knew what they were looking for. It's oh, a great and prank. It just remains my favorite prank of all time. so good. That is a good prank, but that's also a scary prank because that would drive me, I think, legitimately insane. Because it's one thing when when there's a sound going off, you can't figure out what it is. Eventually, you, you can usually figure out what it is. Like we figured out yesterday that there's this mystery sound that's been coming happening in the studio. We finally discovered that it's coming from one of the television monitors. Uh, but if there was something embedded in the walls that one of our engineers saw fit to put in as a prank... Uh, I would go completely bananas. Jeff Forte, what about you? Actually, that kind of reminds me of uh, like being a kid. I could actually take off the thing for the, the doorbell, and you can manually set off the doorbell so somebody runs the door. Terrible. Uh, no, but I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with jokes. Uh, okay, uh, what do you call it when Batman skips church? <laughs> Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, how about this one? Why aren't koalas actual bears? They don't meet the qualifications. <laughs> Loren, you don't have that one in your holster ready to go at a moment's I have notice? tears coming uh. out of my eyes this morning. It's like I'm nine years old. I love it. Steve uh. texting us saying, how do you get down from an elephant? You don't. You get down from a duck. (laughs) (laughs) That one took me a while. (laughs) You notice we've been able to tell all of these jokes without one four-letter word? It can be done. That's right. It can be done. Brenda shared a hilarious joke, and she even added a caveat. The only joke I can remember that's pizza-worthy is sadly x-rated and unfortunately we can't even try to dance around it there's no there's no safe clean work (laughs) cleaned up (laughs) version of the joke mackling mcgarry and mcnab keep those jokes coming at 204-780-6868 chance to win some santa lucia pizza and if you don't have a joke but you have a prank also share that at 204-780-6868. Couch Potatoes Assemble after Global News at 7.30 with a tickets and treats pass for two for Landmark Cinemas. 
And at 8.37, we're going to hear about the HSC Millionaire Lottery Super Bonus Deadline, which is what time tonight, Greg? Midnight tonight, but don't wait until then. Get your tickets now, hscmillionaire.com. Best way to get your tickets and to see all the grand prize options. Uh, You won't actually see the cash there, but the cash option is $1.2 million Canadian hard, cold, tax-free cash. Personal care homes in the Winnipeg metropolitan area have been moved to red or critical under the pandemic response plan. Right now, the most concerning outbreak, Brett, is at Parkview Place, where there have been nine COVID-related deaths and 89 people infected. 22 of those are staff members. So now Parkview, along with every other care home in Winnipeg, will move to code red, which means new admissions to homes will have to isolate for 14 days, Loren. It's one of the many steps we know that have been taken in the past few months to try and prevent the spread of COVID to our most vulnerable population, and that is, of course, our seniors and our elderly. Connie Newman is the executive director for the Manitoba Association of Senior Centres. Connie also has people she knows and loves living in care homes in this province. Connie, thank you for taking the time for being with us so early this morning. Well, good morning. So early this morning. Yes, thank you, Connie. I I know... uh, We've talked to you several times over the past few months, and each time there's been a different response based on how things are going with COVID, and, and now we know things are going in the wrong direction. So it's a simple question, but how are you feeling this morning about the people that you know and love uh, in the care homes in this province? Right now, for me, and I've got three different people in three different care homes today, and I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I, I don't like the numbers in terms of care homes at Parkview, It bothers me. It tells me that, hey, community, we need to get our act together. I think about the staff at all of the care homes. I thank them all because they are in very, very, very trying conditions. The three that I'm connected with, I've heard from two of the three yesterday when the Code Red happened. They have already been in Code Red. Our restrictions are tight. We can still visit as long as we follow all the rules. Um, We're asked the questions. And to community, if you're visiting a care home, make sure you know who's in your bubble. Because for me, when I've been around people that I'm not always in the same bubble, I think twice about going into any of the three personal care homes I'm involved with. So have you talked to any of your family or friends in those care homes? Like, what are they saying to you? Well, one of them thinks she's in prison. We need to understand that um, not everything in her mind makes sense right now. Is she being cared for? Absolutely. Uh, Another one is in a lovely place. She would love to go for a car ride. Not always possible right now, but we still visit her. We um, got to stay at six feet, but it works. Another one, uh, he has all his faculties. I talk to him every day around five o'clock, and he's doing okay. He appreciates the staff as I do. We can communicate with staff on a regular basis, and. Knock on wood, so far everything's okay in those three. 
You know, I can't help but think about some of the folks that you sort of touched on there, Connie, those that either might be new to this uh, situation, transitioning maybe from their own home into a personal care home and some of the confusion that goes with that or some folks that are uh, dealing with dementia or Alzheimer's and, and things at the best of times don't make a tremendous amount of sense to them. So I'm really feeling for them and their families right now. How do you explain to someone that's having a, a difficult time uh, transitioning to this that uh, you know here you are we told you two months ago that this was going to be the best place for you and then the best place for you equals not being able to see you necessarily that that's not going to go over well for a lot of people absolutely and and it is very very hard Um, the one person I know she landed in a personal care home just after COVID hit So nobody's had the opportunity to sit down and try to explain to her what the world is going through right now. One of the other ones, we've talked about the crisis that she's been through because of her age, the dirty 30s, World War II, and polio, and she sort of understands it. And life in a personal care home is, how can I put it? it, it's, They're normal, and as long as we as community are extremely cautious in terms of going into a personal care home, they're okay unless one of us or staff walks in there carrying the virus. I mean, life is normal for all three of them. They're used to what they're doing. Unfortunately, we don't visit as often as we can, but in this Code Red, For the three that I'm involved with, I can visit. Connie, what's your concern in terms of where this might go? Not just with the numbers, but I know how hard it was for people not to be able to visit their loved ones back at the start of this when that was one of the restrictions. Do you think the goal and the hope is to keep visits as normal as possible? Because we know how key that is just for mental health of patients as, as well as everything else. I would say, and I'm only talking about the three that I'm involved with, What I, the emails I got yesterday from the communication, they're going to uh, allow us to continue to visit until they probably have that first case land in there. Right. Because remember, we've got more than 138 personal care homes today in Manitoba. And yes, they're under code red. They're under what I would call a pay attention, be alert. And the three that I'm involved with so far, life is how it was two months ago. It's not the best, but it's better than having COVID in it. Connie Newman is the Executive Director for the Manitoba Association of Senior Centres, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Connie, thank you very much for the time, as always. Hey, you guys take care. Have a good day. Stay safe. And sometimes, indeed, it pays to just look out a window because as I got up at 7.57 and looked outside, I thought, wow, it's snowing here. So it was snowing downtown just a few moments ago. Transcona Councillor Sean Nason shot me a text to say, yep, snowing in T-Cones. So let us know what you're seeing as far as that snow goes, 204-780-6868. Also just wanted to let you know, uh, and I'm sure you spotted this, Loren, uh, uh, this probably, Loren, I think actually has a, like a radar that just, <laughs> these things, like she doesn't even need to get an email notification. It just goes bing in her brain. Yes, uh, it's she, like a direct to direct chip. Are you talking about 1230? Uh, yep. 
That's it. That's it. <laughs> I read your mind. Listen, we know that they do updates regularly at 1230. Of course, is when we get numbers out now. It used to be 1 o'clock, 1230 is now the new time for when we, when we get the COVID snapshot for the day. Brent Rusin is speaking again today, which isn't typical for Fridays. And with him will be Cameron Friesen, uh, our health minister. And so I think it's within that conversation at 1230 that we can likely res- expect to hear more on what possible restrictions might be coming. I think we'll stay within this code orange, but there's still more tools they can use, like capacity issues at restaurants or gyms. There's other things that they might uh, implement. So stay tuned here to 680 CGOB 1230. We will carry that newser with the health minister and, of course, Dr. Rusin live 1230. We've probably all imagined by now what we would have to do if we tested positive for COVID-19. But how would you manage self-isolation if you have a roommate or a family? Yeah, we've had that. We've gone through that scenario before. Do you put yourself in a room or what do you what do you do for meals? And and this situation is happening right now for two Winnipeg roommates. The first is 22 years old. She's a student and admits she sometimes let her guard down around friends. I think many of us can admit to that. But she is now one of our province's active COVID cases and trying to do the best not to pass that virus on to her roommate. Global's Joe Scarpelli spoke with both girls. And Joe, what's the situation for them? Oh, good morning, guys. Um, so the one, uh, the girl who tested positive, her name is Elena, and she's 22 years old. So she fits right into that 20 to 29 age group, which, uh, you know, it makes up for the most of Manitoba's cases right now. Now, uh, Elena says she followed the rules, but didn't always wear masks when she was out with friends, with people uh, in her bubble. So a couple of weeks ago, she says she was out for ice cream with a friend, a close friend within that bubble. And then uh, while they were getting ice cream, they were wearing masks, but then they went to the car and took their masks off. Uh, that friend in the car with her tested positive. And then shortly after that, Elena tested positive. Now, we can't say for sure, but that's how she believes she got infected from that night when she was out for ice cream. Now, she wants everyone to know, or she's asking everyone to always wear a mask, even with people in their bubbles. Listen. You have no idea where who your family circle is, and you have no idea who your friend circle is. Um, and so it's a matter of taking those matters into your own hands and wearing masks with our friends and our family. Think that you're probably going to beat it doesn't mean the next person that you've given it to isn't going to, they might not beat it. Now that last point, she hopes uh, we'll get through to people her age too. And as for her, she says she's uh, on the mend. She's just trying to get over a little bit of a cough right now. Joe, you know, we mentioned earlier this morning that we heard Dr. Rusin talk about the fact that no one's risk is their own. And earlier in the pandemic, we heard Dr. Rusin talk about the idea of acting as though everyone you're interacting with has COVID-19. And maybe those are some of the things that have slipped off the radar here. But people your age uh, don't necessarily have the luxury of uh, lie, uh, living on their own. So this person has a roommate that has to be a challenge. How's that working out? Well, it definitely is. They're, uh, they, they say they're both outgoing people and it's been tough to you know, stay away from each other. When I spoke to them yesterday, uh, I was having like a loud conversation with them from their third floor balcony of their two bedroom apartment. I was uh, just on the lawn there kind of shouting at them uh, 
three floors above. Uh, they were out there on the balcony, more than six feet apart, uh, all masked up. Uh, that was one of the few times uh, they actually get to see each other face to face. They were telling me how they uh, have those masks on at all times inside their apartment, except for when they're in their bedrooms. That's the only time they're allowed to take off their masks. But uh, anytime they step out of the bedroom, they have their masks on. Uh, they were telling me about all the cleaning they're doing. Uh, they've been eating alone in their bedrooms. Uh, one person will go out and uh, cook. The other person waits in their bedroom. Uh, and then the person in the kitchen takes that food to their, their room, they eat, and then vice versa, they, uh, they switch it up like that. Uh, they've been having conversations through doors or, you know, yelling across uh, the rooms to each other. Um, they're both into working out, and they uh, have to take turns working out in the living room. When uh, the one person's working out, they, they keep the window open, they limit the time, and then they switch that up. Um, now, Elena, she's the one with uh, coronavirus. She's a student and has been making things work uh, with school. But her roommate, her name is Mercedes Weinberg, and she's a personal trainer. She's still recovering from the last shutdown. So she's uh, now at home again, uh, and she's sending her clients to another trainer until she's allowed out. Now, so far, Mercedes says she isn't feeling symptoms, but is awaiting test results from her test that she uh, took not too long ago. I spoke to her, and she says she's managing to get by. Needs to be acknowledged right now. If you are sick, stay home for sure. People are more so like, oh, are you okay? Like, you know, you're stuck with someone, you're stuck in the apartment with someone who has COVID. And I'm like, we're doing our best. Like, we're okay. Does it suck? Sure. But like, there are way worse things in life. Now, she also says she's been seeing people on social media not taking the pandemic seriously, and uh, she's upset by that. She really wants to see people's attitudes change. Now, if she tests negative, Mercedes, the two of them will be allowed out in a week. All right, Joe. Joe Scarpelli, Global News. Thanks for this, and I very much enjoyed your interview uh, on the on the news last night. Uh, great visual, the the lengths that you went to keep separated from these two that are going to great lengths to be separated from one another. Great job. Thanks, guys. And it is time for one of our favorite segments of the week. Gab with Gabby. Gabrielle Marchand, Global News Morning, joining us live on The Start. Good morning, Gabby. Good morning. This is the most exciting intro I get. Every week, once a week, you guys are like hype people. I can't tell you how good I feel over here listening to that. Hype people. If you were a, if, if you were a DJ, we'd like the people on the on the side of the stage getting everybody going. Is that the hype? That's, that, that, I, that's how I I've feel. I've never been to R and B or a rap show, but I'm, I'm guessing that's what a hype guy does. Yeah, the hype man is the person who walks around and makes the the star. An even bigger star, it right? Just kind of shouts the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if, yeah. if we if we were like uh, like if we were her hype people following her around, like you know we'd maybe have a blaster over our shoulder. Nice. Just to well, be clear, I don't think I'm a star that I deserve hype people. I'm just saying. Oh, you're getting one good. now. I can't wait for Usher Greg song. and Brett to follow you out of the. Work it's again. really too just bad we were having a company yeah, Halloween yeah. party. <laughs> we'd have that all sorted out. So you had a number of heated debates uh, this week on Global News Morning. And I understand, and this is a contentious issue for me, one of them is dogs in Halloween costumes uh, versus kids in Halloween costumes. Which is cuter? 
So what was the uh, result of this debate, Gabby? Listen, I have a nephew who's five. He's adorable. I also have a niece who's equally adorable, probably as adorable as your children at home. And so to the parents out there, please do not come after me when I say this. But I have to tell you, I want to see your kids in Halloween costumes. I think they're adorable, especially babies in furry costumes. But there is nothing cuter to me than a dog in a Halloween costume. <sighs> you don't like I, that, right, Brad? No, I don't. I don't like the dogs in Halloween costumes because um, years back I dated someone who always wanted to put stuff on the dog. And I'm, I am certain he hated it. You can always tell when, it, but but he went along with it. Like the dogs, you can tell when they're unhappy, and they just do it because it's like, okay, I, I get it. You, this is something you want to do, but I don't really like this. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't think the dogs. I guess some of them like it, but uh, I generally, I hate it. Don't you think that the babies hate it too? In their minds, they're like, okay, mom and dad, I'm gonna live in your basement till I'm 45 now because you put this <laughs> Halloween costume on me. Well, I think they hate it for sure when you cut them up, cut the, cut melons and put the babies in the melons or the pumpkins or, you know, you jam them in different places. <laughs> I did. There were, I, I think when I was three or four, my mom dressed us up as Raggedy Ann and, and Raggedy Andy. Is that what they were? Raggedy Ann yeah. and Andy. Yeah. 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 And uh, they thought their the costumes were cute, but as I look at the, look at the pictures, I, they're not my favorite. Well, so. I'm Is your dad to... listening right now? I'm going to need that picture. <laughs> Smash Mr. Gordon. Mr. McGarry Gordon. <laughs> Meet Nab at cjob.com. Sounds like it's fairly handy to you, so you could just email it my way. Thank you. What, what was the name of that calendar that was all the rage with the the woman that used to take and the... And Gettys. You're talking about the and babies. In yes. The, yeah. yeah, I never liked that. <laughs> okay. I never liked that. So uh, cartoons in the 80s or earlier versus cartoons now. What was the debate there or the context there? Just so if you are bored, which many people are right now, and you have access to the Internet, I strongly encourage you to go watch intros to old cartoons, like the intros to the cartoons from the 80s. Like we're talking Transformers, uh, Ninja Turtles, DuckTales, because all of them have a solid minute, one one minute long intro and incredible theme songs. Like, I don't know what kind of budget went into these cartoons and their intros, but it is world-class material that you do not <laughs> Sorry, that was a little aggressive. But you're right. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> See, it brings people together. Uh, how about the goof troops? More than 20 million people use Grammarly every day to improve ad? their writing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what cartoon is that? I, I was trying to get that one. And your mic's off, Greg. Turn your mic on. Oh my gosh, is it Friday yet? Uh, <laughs> this is the one I was trying to find. Isn't this the best one? Isn't this the best intro? Um, Lauren, I'd love to hear I would pick the Goof Troops, and I can't play anything off my computer, but, you know, the Goof Troops, and we always stick together. Goof Troops, best of friends forever. Oh, I might so have I'd, that handy. It, that's a sweet tune. Uh, it gets you going. Oh, I don't have it handy. I just told Greg I've got like a thousand theme songs in my folder, but I don't have the Goof Troop. But you're right. That was a cute song. Animaniacs, by the way, is getting a reboot. 
if you're into... Uh, I am. I'm into it. Steven Spielberg creation. And uh, Eve texted right away before I even played it. Animaniac. So. Oh, really? Yeah, there you go. I need validation. Continue <laughs> sending the text messages. Now I can be what is you. this? This is the, the goof troop. I'm just going to try to skip into the good part. Yeah. Okay. So you're 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 right, Gabrielle. Gabrielle Marchand, you are correct. The uh, the old cartoons have great theme songs. I confess, I am completely unfamiliar with today's cartoons. I don't know if they have theme songs. Oh, they do. I don't know if they make cartoons anymore, do they? They they Pop. do, and they're pretty. They're okay. They're fairly decent. I think of Paw Patrol as like a cult for small children, so guaranteed they must have a theme song for that. That's a great theme song. What's actually. a cult for small children? Paw Patrol. <laughs> Ask any parent; they'll tell you. <laughs> yes, and uh, what's the uh, the pig? Um, Peppa, Peppa pig? the pig. And and the whole idea that some young people in North America are, are learning to speak with a British accent <laughs> because they listen to and watch so much Peppa Pig. That that's a fascinating phenomenon. Peppa Pig. Oh, and I think Eve also texted about this. This is uh, Darkwing Duck. Basically, every Disney cartoon in the uh, 80s and 90s had an outstanding theme song. Uh, Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers, going back a bit further, the Gummy Bears. That was a fun one. Uh, bouncing here and there and everywhere. Yep. High adventure is beyond compare. They are the Gummy Bears. I can't believe I remember that. That is okay. Uh, I'm just going to move on from that because I'm falling down the rabbit hole on the air. Gitch <laughs> and gotch. I know this is de- a debate we've had, but you had it on your show, Gabby. What was uh, the result? Well, we were trying to figure out if this is exclusively a prairie thing. I've heard it in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Didn't hear it much in Ontario or BC. And we wanted to know what people said, gitch or gotch. But I understand from Greg that there's a whole other term where you're actually adding an N. So it's ginch. Or gaunch. 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 gaunch in Alberta and, and British Columbia. I tried to convert them for years in both places, but no, they think we say it goofy. But let's face it, the the root word of of gitch is is gitchies or gotchies. Gotchies. <laughs> right? So maybe an unpopular opinion, but there's something about all of these terms. Gitch, gotch, ginchies, gonchies, whatever you want to call them, that they just seem like not your best underwear. Like these are your B list, C list <laughs> underwear. You know that they only wear when the rest of them are, are dirty in the in the hamper. They're your I don't know. It's better than panties. I don't like that word. Oh yeah, you're right. Lots yeah. of people don't like that word. It just is say underwear. Word. But you're right. You're right, Gabby. I think I, I think I know what you're what you're suggesting. So like, if I'm going on a date, I'm not going to put on a pair of gitch. Yeah, I'm not saying you're they're gonna, dirty. You're going to grab I'm your gaunch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. The ones you got to wear inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I uh, just wanted to bring this up because another debate that was ha- held on Monday in your absence, Gabby, was, well, it wasn't a debate. It was Abigail. She s- confessed, I'm going to re- reveal something controversial. I don't like Reese's Pieces, nor do I like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, to which I say, hallelujah. Yeah. I hate them. Is that the shared opinion of this show? I'd like to know. No, I don't speak for Greg and Loren on this one. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Loren McNabb, what say you? Uh, I like them, but I, so I have a son with a nut allergy, so we haven't, I haven't eaten anything like that in years. Uh, but every once in a while, it is the thing that like, if I'm in the grocery store aisle, it's, it's almost like the sunlight beams down on it and you see this, 
And then you have to go, no, Loren, you can't. <laughs> I think they're pretty good. Tackling? Love them. Yep. The commercials are accurate. It was uh, an act of genius when they combined chocolate and peanut butter. Fortier? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm outnumbered three to one on this one. Yeah, I, you and, are. And I guess four to one, right, Gabby? Yeah, I got to say the Reese's Pieces have that weird texture. I don't yeah. love them as much, but the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, all day, every day, put them in my mouth. Yeah, Anything chocolate. Love, I love chocolate. Love peanut butter. Not together. Sorry. I don't know. Hey, I, you, more, more for you. I'll have a Kit Kat and we can all be happy. How's we accept that? you for who you are. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gabby. It's our Gab with mm-hmm. Gabby. She is the host anchor of Global News Morning, 6 until 9 weekdays right here on Global TV. Because we are, of course, on the Global News Television (laughs) Network, the Smart Start. We are Smart Start. (laughs) So says USA Today. (laughs) Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. I'm faced with a difficult decision. I'm Pressure. The, I'm the tiebreak because Greg has voted for one joke and Loren has voted for another joke and it now falls on me to choose. I must <laughs> it, it, I must choose. I feel like uh, like I'm Indiana Jones at the end of The Last Crusade and I must choose. And I, if I choose poorly, I might blow away and turn into bones and dust. I was channeling Ralph Wiggum. I choo choo choose you. Okay. I'm okay if you go with the first time texter. That's fine. Okay. As long as I get to read a couple of the jokes. Well, go ahead. The one that I like. All right. Well, let's go with a couple that you like, Loren, and then we will announce the winner from our first time texter. <laughs> okay. So, Aaliyah, I just like this one. Where do cow farts come from? They're derriere. <laughs> Dairy. Get it? Come on. Yes. No? Yeah, I love okay. it. Gordo texted, from a 10-year-old, how do you catch an elephant? So this joke came from a 10-year-old. You dig a big pit and fill it with ashes. You place peas around the top of the pit, then hide in the bushes and wait. When the elephant comes to take a pea, P-E-A, you <laughs> kick him in the ash hole. <laughs> ash. Boy, you were brave to pick that one. I like that one. That one's clever, and it's not bad. Hey, it's, it's, it's way more... Um, Sanitary, shall I say. And, of course, early this morning, Derek texted to say, where do you find an Arnold Schwarzenegger action figure in the store? I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. The is booing I, love, our jokes. I, love, I love anything that I have to extra explain. We got to get out of here. We, okay, we got to go. Here's the winning text from Fred. I lost my pizza cutter, so I used my Brian Adams CD. It cuts like a knife. Hey, oh, congratulations, Fred. We'll be in touch. You win the Santa Lucia pizza. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, question of the day at cjob.com. It is brought to you by Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. Should the Winnipeg Jets trade Patrick Line? And so far, the results at cjob.com, 23% say yes, definitely. 23% say yes if the return is right. 46% say no, hold on for now, and just under 8% say no, can't replace him. So cast your vote at cjob.com or on Twitter at 680cjob. And normally, the person we're about to speak to 
We talked to him about the Winnipeg Jets, but today we're going to talk about something different, and we'll explain that in a moment. Uh, because today, you know, we've been doing our best to balance the COVID-19 news with some fun today. It was inspired by a great joke from one of Loren's boys, which then launched a whole bunch of great jokes from you at 204-780-6868. Like Trevor, who says, why is tennis such a noisy game? <laughs> because each player raises a racket. <laughs> True and funny. Yeah, I like. I I feel like laughing and groaning at the same time to have these. It's a groan button for sure. Yeah, but the the jokes have been fun, and we appreciate yep. that. Uh, but we also needed to acknowledge something else, Greg. Yeah, we wanted to acknowledge the fact that the spike in COVID nineteen cases could be having an adverse effect on our spirit. One of our colleagues in the newspaper world took to Twitter yesterday to share his feelings. The intermi- this was intermingled with his stellar work, and I mean that every letter of that word stellar, on keeping his followers and readers up to date on the latest news from Dr. Rusin uh, connected with COVID-19, as well as some of the best unraveling of all the latest happenings and rumored happenings involving the aforementioned Winnipeg Jets, Loren. So Scott Billick is a reporter at the Winnipeg Sun. On Twitter, you can find him at Scott Billick. And he's been very open about his battles, personal battles with mental health. And yesterday tweeted, there are days where my mental health goes south. Covering COVID sucks at times. I imagine it isn't easy for people to read this stuff every day. I suspect many are in the same boat as I. It's not much, but figured by liking, commenting on this, we can show we aren't alone in it. Scott goes on to write, stay well, everyone. Reach out if you need to chat. I can't always get to my DMs in a timely matter, but I'll do my best. They are t- these are tough times mentally for myself included. The good news, we're sick, not weak. We welcome back to the start. Scott Billick, good morning, Scott. Morning, guys. How are you doing? And apologize good. for the, the one word in the tweet that you can't say on there. <laughs> well, I started to say it. That's the worst part about it. And then I was like, where am I going here? I almost went south there, Scott. But I appreciate you your candor yes, yesterday because it kind of came at the time when I think many of us are feeling the same way. And it, it doesn't have to be covering the news. It's reading the news. It's that 1230 deadline that I think so many of us now kind of watch the clock. And if we're, we're waiting for the latest results and listening uh, to those news conferences, it's, it feels pretty heavy these days. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. And then I don't think, and especially these days, like in the recent, in the last week with, with the number of deaths, even since last Thursday or for the, you know, from the start of the month and just hearing about, you know, outbreaks that, personal care homes and then just you know the sheer numbers uh, you know the, the the case new cases in triple digits which we we hadn't seen here before up until this past week and and, and that sort of thing and yeah i think you know every day is a potential to kind of maybe set somebody off right like it's just you know it people watch this stuff closely because they're they're scared they're they're worried about their loved ones you know they want to see numbers getting better they don't see that so I think there's just days, and, and for me included, right? I mean, uh, you know, just because I report on it doesn't mean I have, you know, some sort of immunity to, you know, what 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 the numbers are suggesting and and and, and that sort of thing. I mean, I worry too. Uh, I have two parents that are, uh, you know, that would be considered, uh, you know, most vulnerable uh, to severe outcomes, and you know that that weighs on my mind, and I'm sure a lot of people's minds every single day. So. Yeah, it's just, it's it's a tough time for people right now, and you know, I don't I, I don't have much. I'm not you know some sort of scholar on mental health. All I know is what I've been through, and I have you know a, a small platform uh, where I can kind of share that a little bit. And I, I always made a vow that I would do that if I could, because you know that it, it's one of these things, especially when I was dealing with it. 
and I, obviously I still do deal with it often. Um, but you know, I've had help over the last 15, 10, 15 years to, to, to deal with it, but kind of always vowed that, you know, because back then it wasn't maybe as prominent to the talk as it is now. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I just I don't know. It, it, I don't know if it's giving back. I have no idea what it really is. I don't. I don't have. I'm not sure how to explain it. I just want people to not feel bad. I mean, I guess that's kind of it. At the end of the day, you truly just want people to be, you know, and know that they're not alone during this. Because I think just with isolation, people being scared to go out and stuff like that, it, it, it's kind of one of those things where you know I think we, we don't always see it. It's kind of that hidden pandemic in the pandemic. So. Well, I would say based on the responses and the likes your tweet received on a forum which can be notoriously unfriendly, Scott, your message yesterday resonated with an awful lot of folks. And I know that they've been reaching out to you and thanking you for just taking time, just when you're in the middle of your own thing and and you're in your own worry and you've shared your mom's story uh with us uh saint boniface hospital and her Mm -hmm. adventures there and so yeah she would obviously be in an immunocompromised situation potentially and so for you to be in the middle of it feeling the way you are and then to reach out like that i just it just really it resonated with me and it has obviously resonated with so many others in our community and and i think that that's the pure definition of giving back is when you're hurting but you're asking others that might be hurting or feeling the same way you are to to share their story i just really felt compelled to to bring you on the air today and thank you for doing that no i appreciate it thank you and i yeah i just you know i i think you know, the biggest thing people need to realize right now, you know, that maybe are going through this is that, you know, that you're not alone. And the other thing, too, is you aren't, you know, it's not a weakness, right? Like, I think, I think you know, and I don't know if it's, a, you know, a man thing or whatever. I think a lot of times, at least when I was through it, too, at times, it was always like, well, you know, you just don't, you just don't kind of show emotion and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, that that's kind of why you know, we get into these ruts and stuff like that because we don't have any outlet to, we, we're, we're scared to, to talk about it. And, you know, I think that transcends, you know, any gender. I don't think it does, you know, but it's just one of those things where, yeah, I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's something that needs to be talked about more. And I think especially even right now, and as, you know, the situation in the province gets worse, I, I think it's important not to kind of forget the people that maybe not be affected by COVID directly, the virus itself, but, you know, that are being affected by, you know, the kind of the collateral damage of the virus. Well, and I think the timing of your message is important as well as the weather starts to turn with winter mm-hmm. just creeping up because, I mean, obviously winter isn't the apocalypse. We're used to winter, but I think a lot of us probably figured this would be done by now, this whole pandemic. I know I count myself in, in that camp when March was around. I, th- I thought this has got to be done by next winter. Um, and here we are. We're still in the thick of it, and it looks like further restrictions are coming today. We'll carry that live, by the way, at 1230, Dr. Brent Rusin. And... Um, it, it it that scares me as we head into the winter with the prospect of having to stand in line for the grocery store or you know uh, I'm not a winter sports guy some people love doing winter activities I'll go for a walk but that's about it so I'm I'm sort of f- trying to figure out what am I going to do with myself for the next six months yeah exactly I mean I think that's yeah I mean that's completely part of it right like it's 
you know, the, the sun goes down earlier during the day. Um, you know, a lot of things change during during the winter, right? There's just not a lot. You don't get that vitamin D from the sun. You don't, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, it, it's just rough. Some people go to work when it's dark and then they, you know, they come out of work and, and, and it's dark again and, and you don't get, you know, any kind of, kind of reprieve from any of that. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, and then who knows? I mean, we don't know. Every day is different with this virus. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we, a lot of the messaging, whether or not it's you know aimed at trying to promote fear or not, I, I don't believe that's true. I just think that there is a you know an, a, a genuine worry about what you know comes when you have also have the flu season, respiratory virus season. You know, you kind of hope that, that you know people being at more at home and that sort of thing are are, are going to be um, you know th- th- there'll be less cases of some of the other you know seasonal illnesses that that come along as well, but. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting time and one that we really haven't been through, you know, with this. I mean, we, you know, this pandemic here started in March and, you know, March kind of is, you know, I don't want to say the, you know, the, the, the official start of spring. It's not, but, you know, it, it's, it's when, you know, things start to melt a little bit sometimes and that sort of thing. So, you know, you, you have kind of hope for the summer coming and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, with winter coming, unless you like winter, and I, I'm not sure, there's a ton of people out there that it's their favorite season, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a time of the year where, you know, generally, and if you look at, you know, the research on, you know, depression, anxiety, and stuff like that, it, those type of things do start to increase over these months as, you know, people do stay inside, it's cold, it's, you know, there's not a lot to do, and especially if there's going to be, you know, depending on you know, whatever restrictions are going to be on, in place throughout these months. Yeah, I think, again, it's just a time for, you know, people to to reach out to others, you know, friends, that sort of thing, family members, uh, you know, anything. Just sometimes just a, a chat can help, uh, whatever it is, hearing a, and, and that's at times, you know, especially if we're, we're supposed to keep our contacts low and stuff like that. I mean, it's 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 time to, you know, be doing more of that stuff, FaceTime people, whatever it is, right? Just, you know, to try and keep in touch and just, you know, have be a, be a voice to somebody that, that may or may not, you might not even know they need it, but... Um, you know, it might be it might be huge for them. So, yeah, tough tough season coming up, and I think uh, you know need to, you need to just be people. I hope are just more cognizant of of you know kind of the mental side of the of this pandemic that that isn't always seen. Well, you did an amazing job in uh, reaching out. Thanks for uh, joining us this morning, Scott. I, I suspect with all the Patrick Line rumors, we would have had you on the program one way or the other today, but uh, I'm glad it was for this reason. Uh, you are a solid citizen, uh, a tribute to yourself and to your mom and dad. So uh, thanks for this. Uh, do you want to leave with uh, one last laugh here from one of our listeners? Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. What did the mama cow say to the baby cow? It's pasture bedtime. <laughs> Thanks, Nadine. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. We'll talk soon, friend. Yeah. See you again. And there was there was also one. What uh, we got a joke about? An, was it an Italian cook? Yes. Oh, where was the pasta one? That was good. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, while you're looking for that, Bev just wrote to say, "Would, would you like the forecast for Mexican Mexico's weather?" Yes. Where in Mexico? Chili today, hot tamalo. <laughs> oh, I think it's actually supposed to be hot tamale, but yeah, yeah. chili? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.